Welcome to What Makes Us Human, a podcast series from Cornell University's College of Arts and Sciences. While we might think we know what it means to be human, researchers across fields are finding surprising new insights all the time. In this series, we bring you Cornell's leading researchers to showcase the newest findings about what it means to be human in the 21st century. My name is Guy Hoffman. I'm an assistant professor and the Mills Family Faculty Fellow in the Sibley School of Mechanical and Aerospace Engineering here at Cornell University. All over the news, we see a growing debate around artificial intelligence and even artificial superintelligence. I frequently hear worries that humans will become obsolete. People ask roboticists like me, will robots eventually take over from humans and begin to act on their own? Many roboticists don't see the future as the classic narrative of humans against machines. Instead, we envision a world in which humans and machines work together. For example, picture a factory worker working shoulder to shoulder with a robot to assemble a part, or a human nurse supervising a crew of medicine delivery robots. Imagine a schoolteacher having a robotic assistant helping students when they get stuck, or an office worker scheduling a meeting with a robot's assistance. And it's not just for the workplace. At home, too, robots can work with us, helping humans cook or clean. They can entertain us or encourage us to exercise. Robots can assist people with their hobbies like carpentry and can help children with music lessons. All of this is part of my own research field, which is called human-robot interaction, an exciting new interdisciplinary field that investigates the interface between machines and people. My work and that of my colleagues is inspired by the prospects of robots engaging people in long-term, tightly coupled, and personal relationships. It turns out that we are highly influenced by how robots behave around us. For example, in one experiment, we found that a robot that seems to be enjoying music by dancing to it and tapping its foot causes people to actually think that the song is better than when they listen to the same song with a robot whose moves are unrelated to the music. In another example, when people talk to a robot about an emotionally difficult personal event, they feel more positive when the robot makes subtle body gestures and short sentences suggesting that it cares about their experience. When I started this research, I expected that people would want robots to be as precise and predictable as possible and just fulfill human commands. Instead, I found that there are times when giving up control to a machine actually enhances people's experience. My research shows that people prefer a robot that predicts what they want and acts a little bit ahead of time, even when that means that the robot might make mistakes when it guesses wrong about what the humans will do. We expect the machine to take initiative and to make its own judgment about the situation instead of just waiting around for our commands. I believe that this is an inherent part of our expectations from artificial intelligence. Giving up some control will make robots better teammates and better companions and will free us up to make other more meaningful decisions, but it will also bring new dangers and new questions. For example, we will need to consider legal questions of robots' responsibility for their actions, cultural questions about racial profiling and gender, and economic questions about the future labor market in an increasingly automated society. In the end, the question of control between human and machine is not a binary one. It's a gradient. This means we will need to think deeply and decide as a society for each particular case of artificial intelligence and robotics what we want to retain control of and how much. In my opinion, this is not a technical question only for engineers and computer scientists, but one for society at large. Join us for another edition of What Makes Us Human, brought to you by the College of Arts and Sciences at Cornell University. For more essays and podcasts, visit us online at as.cornell.edu forward slash humanities.